Living from the bottom to the top is a weekly look at my life while living in a 2004 Chevy Suburban in the middle of the Mojave Desert in Southern California. These episodes are often unedited and sometimes can be quite raw and emotional. While I'm living in my vehicle at the moment, my ultimate dream is to own a mortgage-free home before I'm 60 in five years. I hope you continue to listen and thank you. So in this episode, I talk about coming to terms about housing, vehicles, and making a living, and an update on the Caldor Fire. Come September, this podcast will be a year old, and to be extremely honest, it's been kind of an eye-opener for me in a lot of ways, from finding my voice, well, sort of, to realizing I need to really focus, get focused on what I want, which you all should know by now is a house, or at the very least, a place with a physical address. Um, The biggest issue is that I haven't been able to save any money, mainly because of Ruby. Breaking down and needing several toes, um, of which I still owe Pup $400 for the last toe. And it has been brought to my attention multiple times, and not by her. So, there's that. And I will talk about that a little bit more here in a bit. Um, I must apologize for the world that's in the background. It is my fan. Um, It's too hot not to run it right now. And it actually is kind of keeping the flies down, or at least away from me a little bit which is something I haven't really talked about this year. So, anyways, um, back on course here. Um, I also get told that I don't pronounce words correctly or they find the way I pronounce them bothersome. Um, So if I pronounce things wrong, forgive me, but that's how I pronounce them, or at least I try to pronounce them correctly. So I've been looking on Zillow Zillow, at different houses in several different states, including California. And many of you people, or many of my listeners, will know that I really wanted out of California. Um, But between my oracle cards, my pendulum, and some other billboards from the universe, it's kind of come to the conclusion where I have come to one of my conclusions is I'm meant to stay in this state for some reason maybe to help my child out which will probably be a different podcast Um, but with that said I'm still looking at other places just to see what is out there Um, I've also narrowed down the uh, market price and because I was looking at multi-million dollar places and those are just to be mortgage free are out of the question um, but I have got it down I've narrowed it down to around the 700,000 mark 
and I found some nice off-grid places. Um, but for the moment, those are on the back burner as dreams because the first thing I really need to put my focus to is on getting a running smog registered vehicle and it has taken me four months to actually come to the conclusion that to the realization that while I could replace parts and cross my fingers and hope Ruby would run it doesn't mean that she's roadworthy and I've noticed I noticed that when I crawled under so I could siphon some gas to put in Shelby the other day and there's some places that are a little worrisome to me um, to somebody that has the means to fix it uh, between the ball joints and the suspension and some other th issues um, she's just not what I need any longer and I'm tired of not having my own vehicle um, I mean I'm totally grateful for having her and I mean she got me where I needed to go and a whole bunch of other things so and I still have a roof over my head so there's that um, so with that said I need to put my focus on coming up with between seven and fifteen thousand dollars to get her replacement um, I've been doing some research on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, and a couple of dealerships around us, um, which is how I came up with those amounts. Um, what I really am looking for is a truck with a travel package uh, or an SUV with, an, uh, with the uh, tow package. Um, I am leaning really heavily towards a truck for a number of reasons. Uh, one, I can haul stuff like garbage to the dump, uh, get lumber and other building supplies if we need them. I can get groceries at one time, you know, go to Sam's Club and then go to uh, Cactus Supply and get straw for the compost pile and, you know, get some pet food you know get it all pretty much in one one trip instead of two or three um and with a truck i could pull a travel trailer which would allow me to go to a couple places uh that do uh seasonal jobs but you have to be self-contained and while many of them use uh van dwellers they're not real happy about it uh, they would prefer you have it like a travel trailer or, or an rv or something you know a, a better setup um i mean having a us uh, suv um or 
if it came down to it, a van would be all right, but they would have to have a tow package. Um, mainly because I already know how to set those up for a living. And for the number of reasons I've already listed, I would need a trailer. But at the same time, you know, if the travel trailer, you know, get a trailer and then a travel trailer uh, would be okay. Having a travel trailer would be awesome because then I could, you know, sew whenever I wanted or, you know, get my own solar system so I don't have to listen to C contain, continually tell me that I need to be up at a certain time to get things charged off of his system because unfortunately uh, he thinks I blew it but for me personally I don't think he has it set up right but uh, according to him I don't know anything about solar so I don't get to, I don't get a say um, I also have been accused of uh, punching the gift horse in the mouth so um, needless to say things have been a little stressful um, so yeah while I, my long-term goal is a place with a physical address um, and be mortgage-free, and I've actually found one place I really, really like. It's on almost 40 acres. And while I don't want to be back near my dad's new wife, doesn't mean I have to interact with them. Uh, there is a place up there, it's 40 acres, and it's already set up with solar and, I believe, septic, and I believe there's a well, so, and there's, uh, several buildings there that could be refurbished into housing. It would also allow my child a place to escape from his, their father, and be able to live. Um, again, that will probably be a different podcast or a different episode. Um, but right now my short-term goal is a vehicle and the goal date would be October 1st, uh, which is 33 days from today's date of August 27, 2021. And I figured out how many $30 items I needed to sell to reach that goal. The low end is 234 and the high end I'd need to sell 500 which means I need to be making anywhere from 7 to 15 every day. Um, so far I've made gargoyles, unicorns, and demons. Um, I'm working on making pegasus making Pegasus and, excuse me, uh, possibly a Cyclops. Uh, I can make a plain horse, puppy, a puppy dog, cat, teddy bears. Um, the teddy bears I can do in either small or large. Um, maybe I'm undercharging for these, but... I would rather sell them than have them sitting in a tote gathering gathering the desert on top of them. Um, as it is, I have two totes full of fabric that I need to go through. Um, I also still have 
the stuffed ferrets that I do at $25 a piece. Uh, I opened a couple commission pages on Kofi. And if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you've seen Fluffy the Unicorn. I've posted them several, several times. Um, and in a, I guess, desperate move to try and get them adopted, I uh, put Unicorn on the search for Twitter and found all the unicorn pages, you know, and I tagged 37 of them and got absolutely no response. No retweets, no, oh, that's cute, no nothing, just zero. No response. Radio silence. Um, I've had a couple people retweet Fluffy a couple times. Um, the biggest thing is I get told how cute they are. That's, or how adorable. That's nice. And I, 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 I'm glad. Um, my best response is, it looks store-bought. Meaning it's as good as something you would buy at the store. Um, but these items that I put up for sale are how I do survive. Um, they help me pay the few bills that I do have. Um, occasionally get me food from the 99 cent store. And my, like I said, I need to get a vehicle so I can get back to being to myself. Um, get, you know, a solar panel and an inverter so that I can uh, not be on his system and be able to sew and, you know, not worry about a number of things. Um, I need to be able to pay my own bills and not have to listen to how somebody is my sugar daddy. Well, paying bills that we're all part of is not being a sugar daddy, but you don't, you don't rock a boat if possible. Um, needless to say, uh, things have gotten really tense around C and me, and we basically stay away from each other. Um, I try to, you know, when I need to take things into town, I pay for the gas for Shelby. Mainly because, according to him, we've spent all his money. Um, I don't ask for anything anymore. Um, I don't even ask it, what they're fixing for dinner. Um, if I have something to eat, then I eat. Um, like I said last week, I am becoming invisible. Um, 
my license is up. I'm waiting on my voter registration card so I can jump through the hoops that C did and get my driver's license reinstated, which is why I have the October date for getting a vehicle because until I get my license back, it's not worth having the vehicle. So there's that. Um, I am taking a course right now on how to get out of debt. Um, between owing for school loans, owing C and Pup and my dad, plus the uh, back that I owe for uh, my storage unit in Pennsylvania, which I really, really need to somehow get a couple money orders and get sent back there before they actually do sell off my life. Um, which includes some pictures and things that I won't be able to replace because for whatever reason my father decided I needed all the pictures. I could make three or four albums from all the pictures that are there. Probably even more than that. Plus, you know, a couple other things that I would like to get back. Um, and having a vehicle and my driver's license, I could go back there, pay it off and, you know, empty it out. Um, because he has made it very, very clear that as soon as he gets his school bus, he is emptying out a couple of other places and he won't be paying those bills. So unless I can transfer them over into my name, I'll lose things. And it's been stressing me out. Um, like I said, I go to the 99 cent store to buy stuff and you can only buy so much with $10. And uh, for whatever reason, the uh, credit union where I'm at doesn't want to recognize my cash app, even though it says, oh, we, we will, you know, we'll connect to that. And it keeps saying, no, we won't. So... I have to figure out how to get those to work. The same with my Venmo, uh, both of which I believe are in, my, in the description. And like I was telling my child, you know, it's kind of hard to do anything when you're making five, $5 here, $30 there, and they're so far be away from each other that you can't even save it. It's like, oh, a bill came out. You weren't expecting that bill for this month to come out on this date, and you had already pre-planned your budget, and now that budget is $15 short. Or you have to put, you know, you figure $40 would fill a tank for Shelby, and I've been doing 10 and 15, which is, gets about a half a tank, which is enough to get us here because we get it on the way back get us back to where we're at and then back out 
and like I said, I actually went over my budget yesterday because I decided the hell with it and I got a canned ham and so I can have, you know, sliced ham sandwiches or, you know, just something a little different. And I got bell peppers and mainly because I've been craving them and unfortunately pup is allergic to them so we don't get them normally and I got them and first thing out of C's mouth was how are you going to eat those because they're used to eating bell peppers C's used to eating bell peppers cooked um I grew up with them raw and mayonnaise and you can get mayonnaise and put some mayonnaise on them and eat them that way it's good and of course C's like that's you're disgusting and whatever um no, that's how I was brought up. You like okra. I don't like okra. That's disgusting. doesn't make you disgusting. It's disgusting to me of what you eat. So, yeah. When somebody has low self-worth, low self-esteem, and you say, you, that, not that that's disgusting, but you're disgusting, that doesn't help them. You just add into what you already don't like about them. So there's that. So, yeah. The next couple of episodes may be a little bit more emotional than I would like. I can feel it now. Um, But, yeah. So, um, any car companies out there, and I'll tag a few, I probably... Um, you have last year's model or five years models that you need to get rid of. Um, hello, I will put you as my sponsor for a donation of said vehicle. Like I said, I love my Suburban. Um, I'm really, like I said, it took me four months to to come to the conclusion that I personally cannot get her back on the road. Um, So I'm probably going to have to take her off the insurance. I know I need to put her on non-op, but I don't have the money to do that either. So she's gathering more taxes, you know, behind fees. So registration was already at 300 and something. So I think it's probably up to almost 400 now. So I need to get her definitely on a non-op. And I think that's $100. So I need to get four stuffed ferrets sold to at least do that. Um, I have a wish list on Amazon, which I will put the link in my description again. I think I redid it so that, you know, people want to edit it, they can. Um, Mainly so, you know, oh, we bought this, we don't want anybody else buying you three or four of them. I do have an inverter and a solar panel uh, listed. I think I actually have two different solar panels listed. Uh, One is for the Yeti and the other is basically 
so I can plug in and do whatever I need to do. Like I said, that'll get me off of C system and I don't have to deal with him. Um, because I'm tired of being put down or be made to, you know, making myself angry because I'm basically getting told that I, I'm worthless and I know I'm not worthless. So there's that. Um, be back after the ad. Okay. At the time of this recording, the Caldor fire was up to 134,000 acres with 11% containment. Um, it did jump Highway 50 after, shortly after last week's episode, and that was near the town of Kybers. And on that side, they're reporting it's at uh, 3,000 acres. Um, mainly because that's a steep incline and they're having a hard time getting to it on foot and because of the smoke um, they aren't able to use the planes and the helicopters as much uh, and with it jumping highway 50 50 is now closed I believe from Pollock Pines all the way to Lake Tahoe um, Uh, CA Fire Scanner on Twitter has been doing an awesome, awesome, awesome job of keeping everyone up to date on what is happening. Um, there's been times that uh, I've looked at the news feeds and then there's really nothing. And I go and check on the Twitter account for CA Fire Scanner and there is so much information. Which is how I know, you know, what the uh, percentage of containment and how many acres things are. Because, you know, it's usually just a blurb about the Caldor fire because California is on fire. I think there is 17 major fires right now. And two of them, three of them, I believe, are in Southern California. Uh, one of which just started recently. And hopefully they'll get it down real quick. Um, today the smoke level is not bad. Um, but the other day it was bad enough that even while I was in Ruby, I kept smelling smoke. And I kept getting out and checking to make sure there was no flames near us. So, there's that. Um, so, that's what's going on with the Caldor at the moment. Um, if they can get some rain, that would help a lot. So, we can all put our collective thoughts towards rain not a lot um, I was talking to my dad about the pelican fire I think I discussed that last week and he said between a quarter of an inch to a half inch would be exceedingly beneficial 
don't want more more than like an inch because then we you have the worry of uh, mudslides. Uh, the other thing that they're worrying about is because of the way it snowed up there, it kind of weighed down all these trees and then they had a huge windstorm come through. Well, it snapped some of these larger trees and they fell crisscross and whatever. And then the, the drought happened and that has dried everything out. So now you have basically a naturally made cabin, the way the crisscrosses are. So there's pockets of air and debris and whatever that a, an ember gets inside of that, you can't see it until the entire tree is on fire, which is what has happened in what's called the Wrights Lake area, which is across 50. And that's part of the reason it went up. It went into one of these, an ember went into one of these little places and they didn't realize it was there until it was too late and like I said it's on a steep incline that the hot shots can't climb um, and there is no roads to it so they're really relying on the planes so while winds are good in a way to blow the smoke away it's not good because it also fans the flames so but like I said it, before the ad, um, I'm focusing on getting a vehicle by the 1st of October. So any ideas, donations, and purchases would be a huge help. Um, having a truck with a tow package and eventually a travel trailer means I can look at just plain land um, that I can put an off-grid cabin on or, you know, use structures on said property. Um, like I said, there are several places on Zillow, Zillow that are near where my child lives. Um, but the other thing with them is they're also, I believe, in the middle of where the Caldor fire is. So I don't know how that's going to impact the prices. Um, could bring them up, could put them down. Depends on if they're touched by the fire or not. Um, and if people have decided, you know, there may be more after the Caldor because, like I said, basically Grizzly Flats was taken out. So unless people decide they want to rebuild, they may just sell off the property. Um, like I also said, there is a place up there that's uh, not near the fire. And... It is already set up with solar and a bunch of other must-haves. Um, so I am working daily on my gratitude and putting my intentions out to the universe. Uh, who knows, maybe I'll finally find that benefactor or sugar mama or whatever it is that I need for my desire. And... Basically, it comes down to, depending on who you listen to about the Law of Attraction and how it works, um, some will tell you it, work, it will work in 24 hours. Um, I've seen it work in 24 hours, uh, not for huge things, at least not me personally. Um, or it can take a years for even a glimmer of your desire. Um, 
So I've been putting it out there that I will have my truck by October. And C calls it Conscious Creation. And he learned about it from a book called Conscious Luck by Gary Hendricks and Carol Klein. And it obviously works um, because C uses it all the time. And Shelby is a direct result of conscious creation. So I just need to get in the habit of saying the mantra over and over and over. Excuse me. I have not, I have slept weirdly for the last week. Um, There have been days where I haven't slept and then the last two days I wake up at seven, check something and even though I'm going to get up, the next thing I know it's 10 o'clock. So I'm not quite sure what that's about. Uh, But like I said, I need to get used to saying the mantra over and over until it's part of my everyday thought um, or something I say throughout the day or something like that. So for now, I will continue to live in Ruby until I get my travel trailer. Um, Even after I get my truck, it's going to be a little bit before I can get a travel trailer. Um, But then I can... uh, Let her go to the next person who wants and needs her and has the funds to get her back to being roadworthy again. Um, I mean, I've already put $700 into her in parts. And like I said, toes that I still owe one, you know, $400 on. And the other one I finally got paid off. And, you know, that wasn't what I planned on using my uh, EPI on, or EIP, or whatever the hell it was called. Um, I mean, like I said, it's taken me four months to come to that conclusion, and I'm not overly happy about it, but I can't think about it. Or stress, because then I'll end up with an ulcer, and I can't deal with that either. So, um, with that, onto the card. Um, this month I've been using Colette Baron reeds The Enchanted Map deck. And it's hard to believe that this month has blown by so quickly. And this is the last card of the month from this deck and next month I will be using the Oracle of the Seven Energies deck by Colette Baron reed and as always the question is what does my audience and I need to know for the in- for the coming week and the card is number 48 wishing well in protection which means the card is upside down and as Colette says it is just the universe giving you a hug or making sure that you are paying attention. The meaning of the card is this is not the time to force anything to happen in your life, especially whatever seems to be eluding you. 
You can't demand that the universe provide you with what you want. Unmet desires can burst into a destructive fire of obsession. Step back, breathe, take your attention away from what you want. Ask instead for what you need. Only the unseen knows how to align desire, inspiration, and manifests its form. As the coin disappears into the mystery of the dark pool at the bottom of the well, have faith. Don't engage in wishful thinking. You must co-create with spirit, not make demands. You may yet get what you want. Never forget that life is filled with choices. Make a wish, but be open to the enchanted way in which spirit fulfills your desire. And as always, I'll be posting a picture of the card on both my donation pages. Uh, you can view the card and not be a supporter, although I'd love it if you did at least, you know, follow me on the pages, um, which means you would probably have to uh, create accounts, but that way you have them if you decide to, I don't know, open a business or something like that. Um, and if you like this episode, please share it with your friends or anyone you think might like it. Comments are welcome. Just please, please, please be respectful. Um, any hate will not be tolerated and will be deleted. Um, I'd also love any suggestions you might have towards what I need to sew next. Have you enjoyed listening to Living from the Bottom to the Top? Have you learned anything of interest or a new place to check out? Or has it given you a different outlook about people living in their vehicles? If so, why not roll on over to Kofi and put a dollar or two in the chip jar where every dollar goes towards my goals and surviving? And this is a shout out to my new followers. Um, before these, I had 123, and after a purge of the bots again, and some others, I now have 128. Um, by the end of September, I would like to have my numbers up to like 200. Uh, so, if you enjoy this podcast, um, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, so thank you for the follow and I have followed these people back Danny Brown Brian Escal I hope I said that right Mass Debaters so D people um, and I'm probably going to mess this up Epo Epo Epilogurzies E-P-I-L-O-G-U-R-E-S Sorry if I really messed that up. Uh, Chris Koshas. Koshate. K-O-S-A-C-H. Now I am not following back these two. And I'll explain why here in a minute. Uh, Diesel Girl Gear. Um, it's a brand brand new account. Like within the last three days. Um, and Hal Tommy. I do not speak Spanish. Nor do I read it. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I could copy and paste it and put it in Google Translate. 
Uh, that just seems like an awful lot of extra, extra, extra work that I'm not willing to do. Um, but thank you for the follow. Uh, rogue out. This podcast, Living from the Bottom to the Top, is a weekly look into my daily life while living in my 2004 Chevy Suburban in the middle of the Mojave Desert in Southern California. These episodes are unedited and sometimes raw and emotional, and I do occasionally cuss in them. My goal for this podcast is to show that not everyone living in a vehicle has it easy, nor is it always comfortable. The end goal for me is to move into my own mortgage-free residence before I turn 60 in four years. Some of the ways I'm working on doing that is through the sale of items I make and put in my online store, donations, and other ways to earn money such as writing and other sewing commissions. I hope you will follow along on my journey. Thank you. Hi, it's Rogue, and in this episode I talk about my year-long journey with this podcast and an update on the Caldor Fire.